The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So good morning again, Sangha. Today the topic is interest and experimentation in practice. This is the fifth in a five-part series on a teaching the Buddha taught, the bases, the steps or fundamentals to um, develop spiritual power and meditative success, a list of known as the Idipada. And the Pali for interest and experimentation is Vimangsa. V-I-M-A-M-S-A. And today I'll cover two main points about this and then kind of briefly review how this quality of interest, exploration, investigation, that's sometimes called, fits in with the other bases, chanda or enthusiasm or desire, um, virya, energy or effort, Chitta, or mind. And of course, the two tripod legs that have been with each basis all along, which is wholehearted engagement, padana, and collectedness, immersion, concentration, samadhi. So the two main points are to be a naturalist of the inner ecology of your body, heart, and mind in this moment. And second, that there's an art and a science. And the encouragement is to be curious, kind of applied curiosity, to be experimental, and to notice action and result, inputs and outputs. But before I get into those points, First, let's explore the range of meanings of this factor, kind of a word cloud as I've been doing. So some of the translations for Vimangsa are experimentation, consideration. As I say these, consider, feel into how they land in your body, your heart, your mind, what associations they bring. Considering that, investigation, discernment, close examination, active intelligence, empirical inquiry, applied curiosity, creative exploration, and receptive interest. So as with the sort of ingredients of all of the other bases, practicing with this interest, experimentation is on a continuum. It depends on the other conditions in the practice, in our lives, in any given session, in any given day, week. There's an active end, which is kind of like the experimentation and the close investigation all the way through sort of a gentle creative exploration or applied curiosity to a more receptive end, 
just this open, allowing interest. Any and all of these can be appropriate in a given meditation session. And as the practice gains momentum at different points, whether it's over the course of years or on a long retreat, it tends to be wiser to move towards the more open and receptive end. At a certain point, the practice kind of does us. You might have noticed this occasionally where there's just this sense of coasting. So in experimenting with experimentation, it's helpful, as I mentioned earlier, to observe your experience like a naturalist, like a scientist. Now, I'm remembering an anecdote someone um, said in a Dharma talk in the past year. I can't remember who. They were walking, hiking. And on the hiking trail, they ran across someone who was just, I think they were actually lying down on the earth and just closely examining this plant. And as they encountered each other on the path, the um, the hiker said hello, and the scientist, the naturalist, just looked up with this expression of lit up joy about the discovery they were making. So that's part of the potential of this close observation. That that in itself can build a sense of enthusiasm, interest, engagement, immersion. So. The key is to observe in this moment. It's not so helpful to, and for the purposes of meditation, it can be very helpful in daily life, but for the purposes of meditation, it's helpful to watch the cause and effect or the inputs and outputs, actions and results as we're meditating. Not so much to think about the stories of the past or planning for the future, but to look at those interactions as they're happening. It involves observing the details of the object of attention, like we talked about. I led us through this morning with the meditation on breathing. In that sense, it's like that scientist looking at the details of the foliage of this plant on the ground, right? Or like a bird watcher watching the plumage or the shape, flight, and song of a particular bird species particular bird. There's also this benefit to looking at the overall biosphere or ecosystem, how the body and mind are relating to each other in the moment, how the whole system is interacting. Oh, when I take this longer breath, my my back relaxes. Or when I exhale in this way, There's a subtle sense of pleasure in the chest. So to notice, notice these relationships. There's an art and a science to this. This is the second point. And so to be creative, be playful, be experimental at times, I think of it as running these little testable experiments or like an artist mixing different colors on the palette and just seeing how they work, seeing how the brush stroke works. So in the moment, this can be like fiddling with a recipe 
adding a touch of seasoning while cooking or turning up or down the heat and tasting, noticing the effects. Many results, though, as all of you know by now, I'm sure, unfold over time. So patience is really, really helpful. It's um, more like that simile of the garden. Changing the conditions a little, plowing in a bit more mulch or fertilizer, changing the watering regimen, and noticing the shifts over the days in the plant, and then noticing at the end of the season the difference in the fruits, the yield. So um, in meditation, many of the true benefits take a season or more. Right, to ripen. There is, though, a big place for this more closely related feedback, I guess I'll say. And this is more feedback in the sense of instantaneous or close noticing of results. It's like the action reflection action model of learning. And this is used in many fields, including um, in spiritual counseling field, I do which is to do something, to reflect on it, and then tweak what you do the next time and notice the results, reflect on it again. There's also a real benefit every now and then to stepping back and looking at the big picture, whether it's how the practice is affecting the overall mood or tone in the mind, heart, and body in the moment in one session, at the end of a session, but also every now and then to look at how practicing meditation is affecting my life, your life, and adjust, adjust course appropriately. I had the great benefit the first year I practiced. I think it was, I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything was supposed to happen in sitting. So what kept me going was the difference in how I was showing up and experiencing the rest of my life. Not huge changes, but they were changes, and they felt good, more relaxed, a little happier, more aware. So, in some ways, this quality of overall observation, curiosity, interest, experimentation, loops back to apply to all of the other bases that we've talked about this week, right? Noticing the overall way these bases are developing and how each one is showing up. That is a kind of investigation or interest. The Buddha made two other overall suggestions. He made a number, but I'm going to focus on two for relating to these species for spiritual power. One is with each quality, desire or chanda, virya or effort, chitta, subjective sense of mind, heart, and investigation itself, to notice, too slack or too tense, like tuning that guitar. It should be neither too slack nor too tense, but tune it, tune it. And then the other is to have it neither be internally contracted, 
or externally distracted. So those are two kind of shortcuts you can bring to any quality in meditation, really. Too tense, too slack, too constricted or obsessive, too distracted and scattered? Or is it just right? Or even in the range of just right? So each meditation, each process in this journey, step in this journey of cultivating heart and mind invites us to learn, receive, adapt. I just want to invite you to enjoy it when possible, be playful or hold it lightly, and to be with it, with patience, a sense of connection. So this is the Itipada, the basis for spiritual power. And um, I just also want to acknowledge in closing that these teachings tend to emphasize more doing than a lot of mindfulness teachings. So please keep in mind, Sangha, that these doings, these explorations, tend to unfold best in a field of relaxation and ease and trust in the process. So may these bases of spiritual power invite you, empower you to deepen and enjoy your practice. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be with you.